This is HPR episode 2581 entitled, My New 3D Printer, Impressions of the Creality Ender 3. It is hosted by Dave Morris, and is about 21 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, I bought a Creality Ender 3 3D printer in June 2018. Here are my first impressions of it. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash donate. Hello everybody, welcome to Hacker Public Radio. My name is Dave Morris. Now today I'm talking about a new 3D printer that I've got in the past week. I've been thinking about getting a 3D printer for a year or two, probably longer than that, when I first saw the RepRap and stuff like that at uh, conferences, I wanted one. But um, my plan was to get a Prusa i3 Mark III, which is the latest from Prusa. You can buy it as a kit, and uh, it's cheaper that way, but it's still quite a lot of money, and it's is it something around £700 if you, if you buy it like that, and it's pretty hard to build because it really is everything as individual components, um, which you then pretty much build yourself. I've not seen it, so I don't know the, the details. I wasn't really sure that there was a need for a 3D printer in, in my life. Um, though, I have to say, I was beginning to amass more and more reasons why I'd need one. So, this year, I've been looking at the Chinese-originated Creality CR10 which is quite nice and certainly got all of the 3D printer fans raving. It's about half the price of the Prusa and uh, it's uh, more or less fully assembled. Probably a couple of bits to put together. I've not actually seen this, uh, the details. But since it's quite a chunky thing, you'd think it would be, you know, packed in a, in a box in a uh, more compacted way. So I'd not decided on that one. And then in April, something I just spotted in, in May, it was a new from Creality called the Ender 3 and it was about half the price of the CR10 and actually cheaper than its predecessor the Ender 2 which is a very small one so so that meant it was around about £200 so uh, I uh, thought it was worth taking the risk to, to get one to see whether I could justify having a 3D printer so I bought one early June from Amazon. I bought it from Amazon. You can get them from China where they're a good bit cheaper, but having had all sorts of problems with customs in the UK, things bought from overseas, I wanted to, to try and avoid that if I can. So as, as I was, as I wrote this, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I've got some long notes here that uh, talk about this subject, and that was on the 10th of June I was writing this. It's the 11th today as I'm recording it, but it's been well about a week 
since it was delivered. I think it was last Monday, but I can't remember. So all the stuff I'm saying is is quite preliminary because we haven't had it that long. But I thought it might be an interesting thing to talk about. So the end of three is, which is strange now, I have no idea where that comes from, but it's a fused deposition modelling printer. That's the sort that extrudes hot uh, filaments of plastic. And it's a Cartesian printer. It's got X, Y, Z axes that it moves about with. It's got a heated bed. The bed is 220 by 220 millimetres, and it's got a headroom of 250 millimetres, so that's the full volume if you multiply those together. It's Chinese, as I've mentioned. And this one arrives in a partially disassembled form. It's not quite a kit, but it's um, it's in bits, which we'll look at in a, in a minute. Assembly isn't difficult and takes maybe a couple of hours. So, just in brief, the the printer is made from aluminium extrusions with, I think, laser-cut metal fittings. And uh, it, the overall quality looks really good. So the ex- extrusions are a big, chunky, light but chunky bits of metal. And the other parts look, look really heavily heavy-duty. There are a few plastic parts, but unlike a lot of printers, there are no 3D printed parts in it. They're all like injection moulded and that type of thing. The X and Y movements are controlled by stepper motors that drive toothed belts. And the Z axis is controlled by a single threaded rod. Some printers have more have, have two for this job, but a single one is in the uh, end of three. The moving parts are supported by what seem to be hard rubber wheels on bearings which ride on the, the flat parts of the, the frame. So things need to be very uh, well put together and rectangular and that sort of thing. All the joints need to be good and, and uh, solidly fixed and with good right angles for that to work well. So I've got a bunch of pictures in the in the notes. You can see from them, some assembly info there and stuff, uh, that there's a metal box containing the main controller electronics which is underneath the print bed. Then to the, the right of the unit there's an LCD panel and a control knob for the uh, for driving the thing, controlling the thing. The power supply is attached to the frame and it's behind the rightmost vertical extrusion. So there's a spool holder on top of the frame which keeps the whole layout of the thing compact. I'm saying this because other models, the CR10, has got bits that uh, that you have to find homes for on the on the bench you're working on, whereas this is all just one thing that you can just pick up. And uh, the filament feed, the extruder that uh, that drives the filament, is a is a motor with a gear and a pulley, and it pinches the filament and pushes it along. The filament goes through what I discovered is called a Bowden tube which is a heat-resistant plastic tube, and it moves to the, the heated bit, which I'm, I believe is called the hot end. You see, I'm new to this stuff, so I'm telling you stuff I'm discovering. So the printer will print from a micro SD card, which there's a slot at the front for that on the control box, and there's also a micro USB connection for PC or laptop. So I've done some brief notes about assembly. You get the stuff nicely packed in a box with foam and this sort of stuff and there's a picture of that then and there's a little bit of PLA filament included 
I don't know, about 10 metres or something like that, perhaps. And there's a there's an assembly instructions that consists of a large sheet with colour pictures on it and a teeny amount of English. Um, but it's it's a bit like an Ikea thing, except that it's in colour. And uh, so it, it's all about components being shown, an arrow showing where they go and, and, uh, and that type of thing. And I certainly like those sort of things personally. I, I enjoy putting Ikea stuff together. Not so keen about the stuff itself, but uh, yeah, anyway, that's another another issue. So I unpacked the box, so I should say we unpacked the box, because I had my son helping, I couldn't keep him away, he's very keen on this, with his girlfriend, so the three of us were all working on this. So he unpacked the box, and I've taken a couple of photos to show all the, the different parts. And you'll see that the parts are not very tiny, I mean, the the... The feed mechanism is one one unit, so that's all assembled. The uh, extrusion tubes that make the frame are individually they're wrapped together and they're they're uh, they're just individual things that you're gonna have to just screw screw into other things. But you know it was pretty easy because they're they're nicely made, they're tapped beautifully. You get nice bolts and. The the bolts and the screws and few T-nuts, because this is extrusion with channels in it, so you put T-nuts in there. Uh, they're all in individual plastic bags, so you know when you need a, a thing of certain size and certain length, then you pick up the bag and read the label, and that's it. Which, to me, is utterly brilliant. The number of things I've had to assemble in the past way is just a sort of a collection of stuff in, a, in one big bag. I mean, think of IKEA stuff, for example. It's that you really got to identify everything quite carefully, and it's already been done here. Included with the printer is an SD card, which has got detailed assembly instructions and uh, test print and stuff of that sort. But we didn't use the assembly instructions while we were building it. We used the uh, the coloured pictures thing. So the building didn't take too long, actually, with the three of us. I let the, the guys do a lot of it and acted as a, in an executive role. It's that time of life where I can do that, not not be embarrassed. I won't go into much more detail. But you can see the almost finished assembly in the uh, in in one of the pictures. There are loads of assembly videos on YouTube, and there's blogs as well. And so it would be completely superfluous for me to go into any more detail. I think about this, apart from a few issues and observations I'm going to come on to in a moment. One of the things that I'm not wild about as far as the assembly is concerned is the that there's a lot of wiring ribbon cables and bunches of cables that really need some careful management we tied them together there were cable ties with the kit but it would be nicer if we had things that kept them out of the way of, of movements and that sort of stuff so that's something you know is it for 200 quid what do you expect it's not going to be that that wonderful not perfect but it's pretty good and it doesn't take a lot to make it better so the assembly issues and stuff the x-axis belt that's the sort of forward and back one as you look at the front of the printer was already on and was well tensioned it's got tensioning um it's got a tensioning uh, a unit with a with a, a pulley on the end of it which you can move backwards and forwards but it's already really quite tight and so that was fine but the belt on the y-axis you had to install yourself, and it had two anchors, anchor on each end, a sort of metal clip on each end, and you had to plop them into slots. 
and then you had to use a tensioner to get the tension. We didn't do that very well to start with, and the slack belt was obvious in the first time we, we tried printing. So getting that right, and it's not that easy, it could be better. But I'll come on to this a bit more in a moment. We found it was slightly difficult to feed the filament through the extruder. You have to squeeze a, a spring, uh, there's a lever that, uh, that does this, that clears the, separates the, the pinch rollers from one another. And um, But the end of the filament was snagging on stuff, even though we'd cut it diagonally, as, as we were told. We disassembled that bit, just so that we could see the filament coming out of the, the extruder and could guide it into the tube and then we were fine and later on maybe we hadn't set it up properly first time but later on we didn't seem to have any any problems with it it's just a case of knowing what's the the right the right way to do things and uh, learning from your mistakes i think we didn't have any problems inserting the micro sd cards obviously these cards are really tiny but there are m reports of it missing the slot if you're not very accurate with your with the way that you put it into the slot the slot is on the edge of a card i imagine i've not looked at it on the edge of a, a pcb and uh, it's in a in a hole in the the case but there's gaps either above or below it and you can if you're not paying attention poke the sd card through there we're, we're looking at ways it's not a thing i don't think we would do but if the phone goes just as you're doing it maybe you might i don't know but um there are things you can do to to make that better so first thing we tried first print there was a pre-sliced object on the SD card that is a, a um, an object in a format that the printer could use which is in a format called g-code I think that's all it will deal with but I, I don't know I'm still very green about how you the, the ins and outs of these things my son was had prepared a fusion 360 object on a Windows machine that he has access to. I don't have one myself. And he used the Ultimaker Cura slicer for that um, and was experimenting with the parameters. He produced something which was which didn't infill very much and wasn't very detailed. Uh, the um, the resolution wasn't, uh, wasn't very fine. And he printed that. And there's a picture of it. It's just a sort of little token style i think it looks a bit like a gear wheel but it was you know it's a fun fun thing to do it's quite nice to have generated a thing of your own and then uh, printed it then a few days later we got our first reel of pla polylactic acid the, the the plastic that this this printer is probably best at we haven't tried other types of filament yet but we will do we've got some petg on order anyway we got the the filament and we started printing items so I've included a picture of one of the first things that got printed. I want to reorganize my Raspberry Pis and I have access to and I've bought some more, some DIN rail. I've put a put a, a link to the not so much to the what DIN rail is. I suppose I could do that. But where I got this particular thing from, it came off Thingiverse. But basically the rail is a, a thing that you would put in the back of a cabinet of electrical equipment in a in a, a building in a basement or whatever, um, and it uh, it's got a 
from a side view, a C-like section to it. So there's a lip at the top that you can hook things on and a lip below that you can lock things into. And you can screw this into the wall or whatever. I want to make some racks for my pies and so forth. So I print, uh, printed this particular one and like I said I've, I've um, given a reference to where I got it from. It's not mine. And it printed really well. It got high resolution treatment and uh, it looks pretty good actually. It looks pretty good. I've got a bit of din rail here and I've conne connected it to it. It needs another part. It needs a little lock, locking uh, bit that fits into a slot at the bottom that locks it onto the rail. But it's absolutely brilliant I think. So nearly finished and I want to mention uh, some of the usage issues and stuff and the observations we, we made as in our first few days of using this printer. You have to level the bed. It, the bed has to be parallel to the y-axis. Otherwise the deposition of the plastic could be anywhere. It could be in, in, in just being squirted out in the air or whatever. There are four levelling knobs under the corners of the bed. You have to lower the, the hot end to a corner of the bed, uh, make sure there's enough space under it to sh insert a sheet of paper and adjust the, the bed appropriately until it's till it's consistent a consistent width so you can slide a piece of paper in without too much resistance and um, then you have to do that on each of the, the four corners and you can control the position of the the nozzle that's doing this by uh, using the control panel move it in the x and y directions i saw a few days after we did this the first time i saw a review the printer on youtube where the reviewer ran a procedure that automatically positions the nozzle at each of the four corners precisely over the the screw points where you adjust the, the bed. The cat, looking for attention, it's strange how she always does this when I'm talking. Um, I thought, oh, I, I, I wasn't paying enough attention. I wasn't sure if this was a firmware feature or what it was. But looking a bit further, I found that there's G-code available on Thingiverse which which does this so basically it just lets you it moves to the first position and then stops and you have to press the button on the control panel to move on so at each point you can adjust the the position and uh, we've been using that and boy does that help it is really good it would be nice if it was in the firmware but uh, you know it's uh, it, it's working pretty well we're very happy with that I've put a link to it in case anybody, if anybody is interested in this printer and, and would find that beneficial. The other thing was adhesion to the print bed. When we printed with the supplied filament it stuck to the bed really really hard. It's very hard to get off. When we got the new filament we kept finding things detaching. We looked for advice and tried glue stick uh, but that uh, was a mixed blessing because glue sticks don't go on very smoothly etc etc. We, we're working on optimising this. You shouldn't even need anything to, to make PLA stick, apparently. Since we've got the better method of levelling the bed, things seem to be going much better. The third one is just uh, a warning. Not one that I've directly experienced, but in some cases this printer is being delivered with the bed being warped, and uh, you need to be careful of this. Mine doesn't seem to be warped at all. Not in a visible way. I've not done an, a minute examination of it, but it doesn't seem to be an issue. But many people are adding a glass top to the bed, and others are using um, ad adhesive surfaces that you can get. 
so we're looking at that but uh, we might be okay with what we have I'm not sure so in conclusion then this is a great printer there are upgrades for it there's things like a belt tensioner for the CR10 that somebody has invented and, and created um, they're almost compatible with the Ender 3 but not quite there's an attachment for the hot end which lets which lets the fan direct air more directly onto the nozzle there's also alternative firmware for this device which you can flash onto the controller and there's tons more other things things like man cable management there's a cover for the for the fan on the controller box so things can't easily drop into it which they could in the standard model and there's there's loads of things and I've given a link to the Thingiverse page where all of these things are collected together so uh, uh, there's there's many things you can do to enhance it even to to beautify it with different colored bits if you so desire I shan't be doing that but uh, it's wonderful I'm uh, as I say I'm very new to this and I'm amazed how much uh, there is that you can do to take the basic machine and enhance it sure there are i know there are many other 3d printer users on hpr who we could do with more stuff i wish we'd heard more about uh, people's 3d printer experiences but um you know they probably <laughs> already switched off my ramblings about this uh, this new cheap printer but if you haven't yet gone to it then this seems to me to be a damn good way to to get into 3d printing so one or two little issues with it but there's tons of information about it and lots and lots and lots of help so i think speaking for the the three of us who've been doing things with it it's a wonderful printer for a beginner in the world of 3d printing so hope that you find that useful and uh, that's it bye bye You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.